getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. It is the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 100.7thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Ben Porman, Kyler Brown also behind the glass. Uh, both of them taking care of us. We will have the high school fan zone tonight. Friendship, Cooper, Liberty, in that order. 7 o'clock to 8.30. Uh, Astros will be over on Double T 97.3 tonight. 5.30 start time. Game 4 of Strohs versus Twins. All right, it is a Wednesday edition, which means uh, it's time for us to give our bottom line big five, Captain Snederu, and take a quick look back at what we picked last week. We never uh, reviewed this, but we went lowest scores in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. You got three, I got two. Nice. Uh, it was an okay week. Uh, I picked Oklahoma State to have the low, uh, uh, a top five lowest score. Okay. I guess really you can say bottom five. I picked Baylor, I picked Iowa State, got Baylor, got Iowa State, and then I picked both Oklahoma and Texas. You got three right. You also picked Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. That was not a point, but you did get a point on Iowa State, TCU, and I should have let you change the UCF one. <laughs> you wanted to change it, but you got it. <laughs> you also had Kansas in there. You're uh, in order, TCU and Baylor at the bottom, both scoring 14. Kansas State was the surprise in there. Or the biggest surprise to me. They scored 21 in that surprising loss to Oklahoma State. I'm just going to say surprise four times in a row. UCF, fourth, which you got mm-hmm. with 22. Mm-hmm. And then Iowa State was that fifth spot. 27 was their total. Mm. In a win, mind you. In a win. In a win. Uh, so our very first one that we did before the season started was we picked conference champions. Yeah. Would you like to hear yours? Yes. And again, SEC, Ben, uh, is your SEC representative. Mm-hmm. You went Clemson over Florida State for the ACC. Oh, gosh. What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. I'm there with you. Don't worry. Uh, you went Michigan over Nebraska for the Big Ten. You went Over Nebraska? Over Nebraska. Good God almighty, Joe Friday. You went USC beating Utah. Okay. You went Kansas State over Texas Tech. In the Big 12. <sighs> and then from the SEC representative, Tennessee over Louisiana State University. Mm. For mine, I said in the SEC, Georgia would beat Alabama. I said in the Pac-12, USC would beat Washington. <laughs> I said Clemson was going to be your ACC winner as well. Mm. I said they would beat North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the Big 10, I had Michigan beating Illinois. That Illinois pick looks as far as an appearance, looks worse and worse. And in the Big 12, I had Kansas State beating Texas. But we're halfway through. Mm-hmm. Six games in, mm-hmm. five depending on the team. Uh, and we're going to give ourselves some grace, shall we? Please. What would you like for your repicked conference champions in college football for the Power Five? I would like to, well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to keep Michigan. I'm just going to change who they're going to beat. Okay. Wisconsin, obviously. Okay. Um, Big 12. I am going to... uh... (laughs) The gears are turning... Oklahoma mm-hmm. over Texas University. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. What about the uh, Pac-10? Any changes uh, there for you? I think I'm going to go. Uh, I think I'm going to. I had over Utah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm going to go USC over Oregon. USC over Oregon. I'm assuming you want to keep Clemson over Florida State and the ACC so we can just stick right there. Uh, (laughs) 
I think I'm going to go Florida State over UNC. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then we go over to your SEC representative. Would you like to change Tennessee over LSU? Probably not. <laughs> you can't help him. Can't help him. I don't want to help him. LSU's had some highlights. They've had a highlight reel. I can hmm. see them. I can see them going over Tennessee. So, so you, you're going LSU over Tennessee, or sticking with Tennessee over LSU? I'm going with LSU over Tennessee. Okay, so there will technically be a change. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm sticking. I officially have no opinion on you. That. Officially have no opinion. I do. I'm sticking with Georgia over Alabama. <laughs> a- Alabama has started to look a lot better. Jalen Milrow. I think figuring itself out, uh, Georgia is still the number one team in the country. I think all of the, hey, you know, they had a bad game against Auburn. What about this Kentucky squad? I think answered a lot of questions and said, yeah, we're still the, uh, as of now, yet to be dethroned best team in college football. So I will stick with Georgia beating Alabama in the SEC. I will change for the Pac-12 from USC beating Washington to a rematch of a game on Saturday. I'm going to say Washington will beat Oregon twice this year, and one of those will be in the Pac-12 championship game. Um, I just USC has played with fire against not very good teams too much for me to keep trusting them. Uh, I will change from Clemson beating to North Carolina uh, to North Carolina beating Florida State. So we're 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 just flipped there. That's interesting. Okay. Um, to the Big Ten, I'm also. St- Sticking with Michigan, but instead of beating Illinois, we went to the same place. We actually went to the same place twice here in a row. Michigan beating Wisconsin. And then in the Big 12, I also have Oklahoma winning and beating Texas twice this year. Gross. So there you go. You can let us know your conference champs if you uh, needed any grace as well. The biggest one is that that Clemson team has, I, I think NIL has caught up very much with Dabo Sweeney. And I also don't think he's like... Like, you can be a coach and not like it, and there's a lot of coaches that don't like it, but also if you don't adapt to it, better, this yeah. is the unraveling. Yeah, adapt or die. Yeah. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Creed, Daughtry, Puddle of Mud, Stained, all great artists in the divorced dad rock genre. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Divorced dad rock genre. <laughs> Uh, Bullfighter asks, "Does Captain Sneederu like Nickelback?" I don't like Nickelback. I just not my. It's, I, I'm just not that dude. Okay, I like, I like, seventies uh, uh, and eighties funkadelic. I like eighties uh, and nineties R and B and rap. I like me some eighties and nineties country. Okay, I like a little bro country. Sorry about it. I'm just not a Nickelback Creed. I'm not. Even, what kind of? What's the genre there? Is it? It's. It's. It's a, it's a it's divorced always, dad genre, isn't it? I mean, that's that's not inaccurate. Uh, I. I've always just seen it like under alt rock, which yeah. is kind of a big umbrella for a bunch of things. Yeah, it's it's just not something I listen to. Jamie doesn't believe the term alt rock exists, but it does. <laughs> and Creed is in there. I just want you to know that wasn't played, uh, to rile you up. Played in honor of the Rangers. But. I, that's fine. <laughs> hey, and it's, right. hey, it's great. I'm going to fully acknowledge it's a Rangers song. If they love it, if it gets the Rangers going, yeah, hi. can you take me higher? There you go. All right. I ain't in love with it. I'm not getting a shirt. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, those claw and antler shirts. Remember the claw antlers, you know, 2011 back there? I didn't do that either. I thought claw and antlers is dumb. You know, and there's people running around with the little antler hats. Oh, the antlers, I got my antlers on. Fast like deer. You're not, uh, you're not getting a tattoo with like a Rangers logo no, and underneath it. I, 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 I have a on his arm a, or his back. I have a stab infection. You know, something like that underneath. That was a real thing, by the way. Good old Scott Stapp. You think they're gonna play for the Rangers, like at a show or something? Because they've been great, awesome. That'd be awesome. I mean, hey. 
you just sometimes you got to get on the bandwagon or what what if it if it if it fires you up get after it do it I'm assuming this is more creed is this more creed Quiz, is this the same exact song that was it just could played be. or a different is one? Every Creed song right there. It's the, it's the bottom line of 100.7, the score. Getting to the point. But taking the scenic route to get there, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Welcome back to the Bottom Line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. You can also take us anywhere with the mobile app. That is brought to you by Happy State Bank. We will have a play of the day here in just a moment. We'll also have Kaylee's Dailies and a secret word in 15 minutes. Uh, And as... Sneed has already warned one Lucas White, who is no longer in the production room, by the way. Uh, either you'll want to hear it, or maybe don't tune in at all. <laughs> A uh, warning to Lucas White. Uh, we'll have that in 15 minutes. Coverage tonight, Astros versus Twins. Again, 5.30 over on Double T 97.3. So if you tune in on 100.7 score and go, hey, wait, where are the Astros? Don't worry, they are still playing. They'll be over on Double T 97.3. We got this on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Wait, y'all have live sports on this station? Crazy. Uh, this on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Tyler asked how many wins did the Orioles get this postseason? Is that Tyler Seaman? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, who's asking about the Rangers, number of Rangers uh, uh, championships? Mm-hmm. This time he asked how many wins, though, for the Orioles. That's probably the same number Zero. of Rangers championships. <laughs> it's also the the the, uh, the number of championships the Astros got without cheating. Mm. Mm. This from a Tennessee Raider. Can Snead be the driver of the bus if he just got back on less than a week ago? Absolutely. I'm like Kramer, dude. <laughs> I kicked the driver off the bus. Now I'm driving. <laughs> That's right. Wow. I feel like someone, someone, I still made all the stops. Oh, here we go. We're getting off here. No one riding ballpark way. (laughs) The road to Six Flags. Next stop, my friends. I think I would be really stressed out if I had to, like, without any practice or training or whatever, just jump on right now and drive a normal bus. It would be terrifying. It would be awful. It would be horrible. And yet I'm doing it. There you go. And it's not going less than 90 miles an hour. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, When was the last time y'all had a regular listener actually call in? Uh, We get like once every three weeks. And it's usually usually a question that is asked to the the producer. And then they share the word with us. That's usually about how that happens. That question is, would someone tell Snead to shut up? (laughs) He's not even pronouncing any of the words to that Creed song. <laughs> I don't think he knows the words. <laughs> At least you're not do 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 doing. Do 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 do. Old Chuck Hines. <laughs> Can you take me higher? Do 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 do. That almost gets jazzy when you do it that way. It sure Take me higher. <laughs> uh, we got this question. We got this question from Scooter. Yeah. If Tech wins this weekend versus K State, y'all think they will finish with just two conference losses? Give a percentage of that coming to pass. Well, let's see. If they if they beat K State, you have Kansas remaining, TCU remaining, um, Texas remaining, and UCF remaining, and also BYU. B why you? Mm, I, so I love. I, I think that uh, I would think two would be the ceiling of losses. For this team just the loss. What to Texas in that case? In that scenario, because that's that, that's the best team you'll face. Yeah, after it is, that. After and the, it's on the road. Yeah. Uh, if you, mm, I like the how he ends it with a percentage of 
<laughs> like the confidence level of us with that. Because I think if you get past K-State, um, I yeah, I'll say because I, I I think you'll win against TCU. I think you'll win against UCF. Um, and then I'm just a little, just slightly hesitant to like overconfidently say you'll win on the road at BYU and at Kansas right now, just because you had a great performance on the road against Baylor. Can you replicate that? I think you can. I think you will win those games. Is um, is Baylor any good? No, no, they're not. Okay, that's the, there's the answer right there. Um, I'm going to take the winning. I'm going to ex- and be happy about the win. I'm not going to poo-poo the win, but I want to be a realist. Baylor's hot garbage. They are not good. They are absolutely terrible. They couldn't. They couldn't block you and me. Well, they couldn't. They, they couldn't stop you and me. I was gonna say they couldn't tackle us from their defensive I mean, line. That's not fair. I mean, they would still tackle us pretty easy. <laughs> but I see where you're going. And and right now that stretches back to last year. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. So we basically need to. I mean, was was Texas Tech the last Division One win they had? I think so. Yeah. And then past that, it's been. Long Island, as far as just wins and and not FBS wins like that, the the Aranda ship is sinking over there. But I think if you're looking at like hot seat, I still don't unless. Boy, I I guess you shouldn't ever say never, but I mean he just had a new contract pretty recently, and so no idea what that buyout would look like. But I would think that the hot seat talk wouldn't start until next year. Even if it does continue to be bad, we'll see. But that's uh, that's how I would think on that. But to the question, if you beat Kansas State, essentially would you just lose one more game in Big 12 play? I'm going to say yes to that, just one, and you end up with two conference losses. My percentage of that, though, is <laughs> with the second half of that question, I'll put it at 75% because I still need to see you replicated on the road. Truth. Yeah, at a team that's not garbage, mm-hmm. and and I think as far as your road games go, you'll ramp up in competition. Like environment wise, BYU that's a great oh. environment, but between BYU, Kansas, and Texas, your three road games that ramps up in different tiers really of toughness. Does. Talent I mean, because wise. let's face it, even when Baylor was conference champion worthy, going to Waco wasn't all that scary. Mm-hmm. It it really wasn't. And when you were playing them in Dallas, and they were a really legit good team, we were out drawing them in Dallas. I mean, they had a top 10 team, and they couldn't sell out their allotments at Jerry World. And there, there's still empty seats in, in McLean Stadium, the giant toilet bowl. I mean, they, they that's embarrassing for Baylor. I, I, I seriously get embarrassed for Baylor to see a team... I mean, if if Tech had that football team, you could not get a ticket to a game. They'd be pumping in uh, a temporary seating for the extra people that want to come see the games. But they've got a, a great team handed to them. And they're the same way in basketball and in baseball. Truth. I mean, what is, Truth. what's going on down there in Waco? I mean, hey, step out of the chapel and go over there and see your top 10 football team. I mean, we're all Christians here. We love it. I love, hey, I love God too, you know? But gosh, I'm mighty. Do you know Creed is technically a Christian band? Yeah. <laughs> Kim Mulkey said, I can't take playing in front of, of a half-empty Feral Coliseum. <laughs> that is a... Uh, feral because there are more feral cats and, running around there than there are actual fans. And basketball, that is not new-ish like football. I didn't football. mean to turn this into a Baylor rant. Like the, the, the basketball program has been solid to fantastic to outright elite for two decades now. Uh, let's jump into a play of the day. He's ready on the one-two. Garcia hits this one high and deep to left. Really high, really far, and gone! Adolis Garcia and the Texas Rangers now lead it six to nothing in the second inning. God, that was a nuke. Just so there's something about the true no doubters. Now you add into it postseason and add on to that too. 
first game in the postseason uh, at uh, Globe Life, the new one. Yeah. And man, I just absolutely electric. I listened to Incredible. that on uh, on Double T ninety seven three, and it wasn't until I saw the actual video of that when I realized how much of a no-doubter that was. Oh, my goodness. I mean, when he just sat there. He knew it when he hit it. I was like, holy smokes. And I loved I loved I mean, listening to the crowd through the TV call, through the Rangers broadcast call, through every single – I was there with my phone up on Twitter that was going around. Oh, man. Chills. When we come back, it's Kaylee's Dailies. We'll also get you a secret word. It's bottom line, 100.7, the score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. You've got the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Ben Porman, Kyler Brown. Uh, hey, you want to win $10,000? Because we uh, are giving that prize out on October 26th. How do you win such a prize? Well, all you have to do is listen at 1045, 1245, and 245 here on 100.7 The Score. We'll give out a secret word. Take that secret word, go to 107thescore.com, enter it there, and you could be the lucky local listener who wins $10,000. We've teamed up with The Home Zone. The Home Zone. Making your house a home to do this. Uh, So thanks to them. Your secret word... 1245, October 11th, 2023. Beavers. Beavers. Nice, beaver. On Kaylee's Dailies, we've heard facts about beavers. I just had it stuffed. (laughs) Good quote. Uh, So there you go. Take beavers, 207thescore.com. Enter it. And uh, hopefully you win $10,000. Speaking of Kaylee's dailies, well, it's time for it. Yes, sir. Ben. And Kyler. New Kyler. New Kyler. You're like new Coke. And we have classic Kyler. Classic Kyler. She comes back, classic Kyler, new Kyler. And whenever she left, she was Kyler Zero, Coke Zero. Mmm. Mmm. But now, it's, now there's no Kyler Zero. Now there there's is. new Kyler. Uh, in honor of the Texas Rangers sweeping the Baltimore Orioles, we can, we can take this uh, <laughs> this opportunity to discuss one of the only animals-based mascots in the Major League Baseball. Uh, in Major League Baseball, the Baltimore Oriole. Baltimore Orioles are small, colorful songbirds that can be seen along the East Coast in many parts of the Midwest United States. They garner the name from the orange and black feathers, which share the origins of the 17th century coat of arms belonging to Lord Baltimore. Did you know that? I did not. Lord Lord Baltimore. Baltimore. Yes. Ooh, was there a, like a, <laughs> a Lord Albuquerque? Yes, <laughs> yes. Probably like the Lord El Paso. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and here's uh, Kaylee. Kaylee takes a little shot here. Uh, like many things in nature, Oriole females do most of the work. Oh. Nice shot. <laughs> Uh, hey, oh, hey, uh, yo. Building nests and gathering food while the males will sing to protect the nest and the and to garner female attention for mating. You think they sing Creed? Yeah. To deter uh, other- Baltimore <laughs> Oriole females will weave hanging nests out of fibrous materials like grapevine, straw, and similar to the texture of the broom, which is used for sweeping. Additionally, males will perform a courtship ritual to females where they will sweep their tail feathers to show off their bright plumage. And she takes another shot here. I guess you could say Baltimore Orioles have many characteristics that involve sweeping. <laughs> Such as getting that ass ticking out last night. 
<laughs> Kaylee's always on it. That oh, was really she's well done. Yeah. That was really well Way done. Way to go, Kaylee. Good job. Yeah. She uh yeah. If we stood, we'd be out of the out of the frame, but standing ovation. Yeah. Yeah, that's really well done. Good job. Uh thanks to Kaylee. Still looking forward to that owl fight, by the way. The it's owl off. The owl off. Yeah. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I got Tech finishing eight and four at worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, this on the chat line. Uh, I want the Rangers to keep winning and Houston to fail. Uh, young for president. I am. I am of that ilk myself because all these folks asking for. You know, we want Houston. You're asking for Houston success. Mm-hmm. I don't want that success. I want them to, um, I want them to fail miserably. I would like for them to have, a, you know, I'd like to get another Framber Valdez uh, meltdown. Mm-hmm. And it would be, it would be a wonderful if that would happen. And again, as a, you know, neutral party, mostly neutral. There's certainly a team there. I'm, rooting, I'm pulling for more than the other one. That would be the one who just swept the Orioles. I am rooting for an all-Texas ALCS. I think the drama of that would be awesome. I think the story of that would be awesome. Um, but I get, like, because I, I said this yesterday, if I was a Rangers fan, I would be rooting for the Twins. If I was an Astros fan, I would have been rooting for the Orioles. I would have been rooting for the Rays in the wild card round. Because for that reason, exactly. Like, hey, I don't want to see them win ever. Mm-hmm. This on the H. Flooring Center chat line from Bullfighters that Sneed the Rangers bus driver uh, as the Six Flags guy. Uh, this on. That annoying. Oh. What? No sadness. More flags, more fun. Six Flags. <laughs> oh, man. This on the chat line. Uh, whoever told Sneedy could sing must be tone deaf. Uh, this on the chat line, he sounds he sounds like the cook singing from the Muppets. Well, you know, if I was actually <laughs> trying to sing, I'm more making fun of Creed singing. So I'm sorry. I was all state choir. I I love the That was nineteen eighty six though. I'm so. I'm going right past that and going into the Swedish Sweden. I'm talking to whoever told Steady can't sing. I can sing for you, man. Come on. Oh. Yeah. You want me to sing? I can sing. I like I like the Swedish chef reference yeah. when you were purposely not pronouncing pr- pr- pronouncing pronouncing I wasn't pronouncing yeah pronouncing any words from Cree yeah <laughs> I, 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 I. it's okay uh, this on the chat line uh, have y'all seen the entitled housewife on reels hilarious I have not the entitled housewife on I have not reels. no I'm not is that is that is it uh, not safe for work. Can I watch that on my uh, work computer? Should I not do that? That frowned on. Yeah, let us know. Uh, Snee, do you like Hootie and the Blowfish? Uh, I like uh, I like a Darius Rucker song. I like Darius Rucker. Wagon Wheel cover? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I like All Right. Um, song this. Uh-huh. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good song. This from Scooter. All their songs sound the same due to, to the original lead singer who has a small vocal range. I seem to remember that they canned him after the first few albums. However, don't remember any of Creed's songs after they made the switch. I didn't think that they had very many. Because someone put, it's time on the chat line, it's time for us to start giving Creed the same hate that Nickelback has got. And the difference was Nickelback kept putting out albums yeah. and Creed didn't. And Creed got, and deservedly so, Creed got their fair amount of Hate, but the reason that Nickelback was so much more is because Nickelback kept putting more music out. Yeah, more things to target. If you don't like the just, that genre, I just I couldn't name a Creed song. Uh, <laughs> Metalhead the, said the genre is lame white guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sooner Lovick said Sneed's Creed impression is almost as good as his impression of the Astros radio guy. See you later. Oh my God. <laughs> He's back on the wall. He's looking up. See you later. Gosh, that is so. Oh God. It sounds like he's like making every surprise. He's see, see you later. <laughs> it sounds muppety to me. Speaking it does of the sound Muppets, muppety. It sounds like very muppety. muppety. Yeah. Uh, K State is going to be out for blood after embarrassing themselves at Oklahoma State. Tex in trouble. That could be the case. So 
I mean, and, but and, I mean, wouldn't Texas Tech have a little bit of revenge? I mean, does it have to operate in a vacuum? Can't we be out for a little bit of blood over the last two years? Over the last two, over the last seven, I mean, over the last I mean, twelve years. I mean, shouldn't there? Aren't there? Te- there's not a guy on this roster that's been a part of a victory against this team. Don't you think somebody in that locker room says, "You know what? Maybe we can go out and beat these blankety blanks today." What do you say? Here, here is a. When I look at what K State is this year, I don't think they're as good of a you know as far as like the contender in the Big Twelve that I thought they would be. But they're still a good K State team. I do think you'll see a more focused one. But Will Howard turning the ball over last week against Oklahoma State—that's not new to this season. No, he leads the conference in interceptions. Oof. Leads it. Wow. Um, and I don't know if they have a true game breaker on offense. So if your defense continues to play well, you're going to have every opportunity to win at the Jones on Saturday. Yeah. Is it going to be tough? Absolutely. Yeah, is it I a gimme? Think, no. I don't but. think this is going to be like a 49-7 to game, but I do think this is, could be a game where Texas Tech gets the upper hand mm-hmm. and uh, and has the opportunity to win it. We'll, uh, we'll get into that plenty more here on the bottom line. We'll also get Snead's thoughts more on it tomorrow. Snead, have a good rest of your uh, Wednesday, buddy. Don't work on my singing. <laughs> kind of bothered you a little bit. <laughs> it's the bottom line, 100.7 the score. Bit. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's time for the fastest growing game show in the world, Take versus Take. You've got the bottom line, 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Kyla Brown, Ben Poorman, both of them behind the glass, taking care of us. Is, uh, is Kyler stepped up to the plate today for competition? Kyler's in. Okay, Kyler's in the batter's box going up against me, which means Jameson has the questions. I feel better about my questions this time. Last time I thought they were pretty weak. But two times ago, two some of times. the best questions we've had. Yeah, I felt like those were pretty good. Yeah, so you're ready to bring the heat off the mound today. I don't know about all that. Hmm. 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 Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Question number one. This one is in honor of us playing Kansas State in football this week. This award would be known as the Bill Snyder Award. You can't answer Bill Snyder. Name the coach that coached a team that you did not like. Hated the team. They may have been a rival, whatever. But you couldn't hate the coach. A coach that you actually kind of liked, even though he coached against you. It is funny that you took away Bill Snyder because that is 100% my answer to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but another, I mean, there, I think there's a few coaches that have been that way. Um, Mac Brown, I have been rooting for him over at North Carolina since he went over there. I, I hate that Texas kind of, and, and really they, they got what they deserved for forcing him out over there. Um, where it's just been average since then. But Mac Brown just always seemed like a generally good guy. Just it was hard for me as Texas was just like pounding whoever into the ground and go back to that like Vince Young team and and, and that era of Texas football. Uh, it was like, I hate that you lost to Texas. And you see like Mac Brown is like, I wouldn't punch him in the face though. <laughs> wouldn't even wouldn't even dream of it. All right, good answer. Kyler. Mac Trying Brown. To be... Mac Brown was definitely my answer too. Okay. But uh since Clint took it from me, uh I think I'm gonna go Lincoln Riley. Mm. I'm gonna go Lincoln Riley. Um I hated I really do not like OU, but um mm. I like Lincoln Riley. Um, I think he's even in USC right now. I mean, him and Caleb Williams are, I mean, they're, other than Colorado, they're the face of college football right now. So I think I'd go Lincoln Riley. Hmm. I liked Lincoln Riley right up until the point where he cried over suspending Baker Mayfield for one series. And I thought that was joke city. And ever since then, I've thought Lincoln Riley has been a bit of a joke. Um, I did like him before then because he was a, a Red Raider and all that good stuff and a local guy. Um, but I'm going to go with Clint on this one. Clint th- gets the point. I thought you were going to say until he showed off his brisket 
abilities and by that non-abilities like i would care about that <laughs> the slightest bit yeah the you know the the problem that i would have with that okay did he share it on social media oh yeah that's my problem yeah still a problem with stop it though stop sharing what you're cooking or what you're eating on social media nobody cares Period. On the H4 Center chat line, if you want to tell us or if you have a picture of what you had for lunch, you can show us there. We'll take all of them. Nobody cares. Go into detail. The depth of flavor. Here's my brisket. Here's my steaks. Nobody cares. My mom cares. She wants to know well, I'm eating right. Tell your mom. She's not on social media. You don't Send your mom it. a picture. You don't know that. Question number two. <laughs> Kyler, you're first. <laughs> what is your favorite dessert that invo involves a fruit? Peach cobbler. Simply because a la mode, who doesn't like a warm dessert with some ice cream on top, I'd, I'd go peach cobbler. Mine is similar. Now I'm trying to think of another one real quick. How does it feel, Clint? How does it feel? Oh, this is... Talking to a vet over here now. I know. I know. Sometimes the order gets you. You can fix dogs? Yes. Make sure to get your pet spayed or neutered today. <laughs> I would not send my injured pet to you. What? The Scott house is very nurturing. Very We've nurturing. also taken in animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Winfield enjoyed his time there. I think he enjoyed the I, Scott vacation home. I do think he enjoyed the humans. I don't think he enjoyed the other animals there. Okay. I, he didn't say anything bad about them. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as the dessert goes that involves fruit, have you stalled long enough? I'm going to make it an instead of cobbler, it's going to be pie. Jerry Jones would say, "Gotta get your slice of pie," and I personally love blackberry. I was I was gonna be blackberry cobbler, but I'm going to go blackberry pie, and you get a whole whole heap, whole heap, Jamie, yeah. of whipped cream, some cool whip. I mm. uh, I'm gonna go with Kyler on this one. I like the crust to fruit. Um, uh, what's the word? I'm ratio, for. ratio, mm -hmm. and the cobbler more than the pie, and plus I'd rather have the the it heated with some warm vanilla ice cream rather than whipped cream. Oh, I thought you were gonna because you can have the pie heated. I know you can, but he mentioned that he was gonna put ice cream on a warm cobbler. Now, truth be told, I'd rather have Clint's blackberries than your peaches. I've never had a blackberry pie or a blackberry cobbler. Please don't talk about my blackberries anymore. <laughs> we are tied at one. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Only you would make it uncomfortable, Clint. <laughs> okay. Here we go, Clint. You're answering this one. I want you to take out the time of the game or whether or not it won a game or was in the playoffs. What is the most exciting play in sports? Any sport. Hmm. And it's just general? Like it doesn't have to be a specific play? If I said it was a specific play, then I would be giving you the answer. I know. <laughs> oh, okay. Why would you be giving me the answer? I'm What's your most exciting play if it's a three-run home run? I'm going to go the most exciting play is in football. Um, and it's one that you don't see very much. Or, or, I mean, you may see it, but not execute it all the way. And it's a Hail Mary to end the game. Like, uh, it, just because it's the most improbable. Mm -hmm. uh, on top of that, you have to have so many things go right. There's also got to be a lot of things that go right to lead up with it. Clock management, uh, keeping yourself in striking distance. Uh, making sure you get into range where your quarterback has the arm to do it. I mean, it always seems like you see this Hail Mary right on that fringe range. Like you never, it, it seems like you see more 
50-yard enders than you do like 35-yard enders. And then plus the quarterback has to run around and evade pressure. Uh, you're starting to play chess now, and you're like, hey, the tight end doesn't play defense, does he? Oh, he does on this play. He's out there. The, the Hail Mary is just so improbable, and it always, always wins the game. I'll take the Hail Mary. Tyler? It's tough. Um, <clears throat> Put you to sleep over there. I think... It was a long answer. <laughs> I think I'd have to go with the last-second shot at the buzzer, like in basketball. Um, like, just to give an example, uh, when Damian Lillard uh, pulled up from pretty much half-court in front of uh, Paul George's face mm -hmm. and hit that buzzer beater and then waved him goodbye. Mm -hmm. uh, I think buzzer beaters um, in any like college basketball or pro basketball to win the game, especially a half court shot like that. I think that I think that's pretty exciting. Clint. My answer for me personally, specifically was a half court heave. Mm. Kyler nailed it. I like your answer though. Mm -hmm. In both situations, you're winning the game. My first dub, which is cool. Let's go. Um, <laughs> And I didn't really even think of yours when I was thinking of other options. And mm -hmm. yours was a good answer. But Kyler's is mine. I just think to think you're going to throw a ball that far and it's going to land in that little area, it's pretty cool. The other one, like a, oh, I mean, like a hole in one. I mean, it's crazy how much talent goes into that. That's pretty or cool, luck. too. There's probably some of that as mm -hmm. well. But you got to have both. You got to have the talent to get it there. You got to have the talent to get it there. Kyler makes history the first Kyler to ever win a round of take versus take. His name is not Owen. <laughs> Congratulations, Kyler. It's the bottom line 100.7 of the score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Man, Kyler Brown, your take versus take winner it's a rush isn't it what it's a rush it's a rush <laughs> take versus take just winning really winning's a drug that's what they say oh, yeah. it's also a shirt Clint's t-shirt stand over there uh, mm -hmm. it is the bottom line of 100.7 the score Clint Scott Jamie Lint Kyler Brown Ben Porman behind the glass both of them taking care of us uh, we will have a question of the day here in just a moment. Uh, you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, answers to take versus take questions. Answer to question of the day. Uh, food picks, give us those lunches. We need to know what your lunch order was so we can be jelly. As is said in the morning drive. Tyler's even sending us pictures from a month ago. <laughs> oh, man. Wa yeah, he said Wagyu steak flight from last month. That looks incredible. Oh, it's really good. Why can't people put up their creations and or orders? They can. They absolutely can. Have at it. Have fun. <laughs> Hope it goes well for you. Just know there will be an unfollow or an unfriend from one of us. I don't follow much. So, probably won't lose any followers. <laughs> I don't usually unfollow people unless they, um, they get too political. That's really all I unfollow people for. I... Because I just don't, I don't want that and I don't want to deal with that stuff. What bothers me with that is, because I'm, I'm I'm the same way with I, I, I could that'd I, be a good take versus take question. What makes you unfollow someone? And it would take that. I haven't really run run across that as much, so I, I, I haven't really unfollowed. But I have like, un, and I number, know you can. Number one answer would be they're driving too slow. They stop following them. Yeah. <laughs> Move to a different lane. <laughs> <laughs> or they say, is "Someone following us." <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, Clint. That no. was very rude of me. My bad. Uh, on Twitter, and or X. Have you called? You call it X? I do not. There? No. What about Xing instead of tweeting? <laughs> I'm 
so certain that you do that. So certain. Oh, man. Like, hey, did you see what Texas Tech just exited? <laughs> What I don't like on the X, and I know you can go like where you can switch it to where just where you're following and you're just getting like tweets from that, um, or you can do the like for you and you get the mix. I like the for you because you get different stuff that you maybe not following and kind of gets your algorithm on that, which is good and bad. Um, but then it's more of I don't unfollow people, but I will see some re- and conference realignment really opened my eyes to this. I muted so many people. Yeah, I've done some of that. Because it was like, you are just putting garbage, which shocker, into the social media realm. You are just putting straight up garbage. No facts, nothing behind it. You are just throwing stuff against a wall to see what will stick. So Mm. in six months, whenever whatever you were predicting happens or doesn't happen, the one thing you were right on because you threw so many darts at the board, you went, I told you, I told you. From the get-go, Colorado would be coming to the Big 12. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think I've muted people that currently work for our company. Me? (laughs) I bet you wish you could do that in real life. It's just like hitting me with a frying pan or something. No, that would be not fun. Muting you or hitting you with a frying pan. (laughs) That's good to hear. I've been worried. About the frying pan thing. I don't usually have frying pans at my disposal either. Oh, I forgot. Yours is the bat that says pain stick on it. That you pain. Walk right. around here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into a question of the day, shall we? Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Which is me. I have your question of the day today. I want to go take a look at the Texas Rangers current playoff run. Uh, of course, now they're sitting waiting to see who their opponent in the uh, American League Championship Series will be. Uh, Stroh's taking on Twins with a chance to advance today, 530 over on Double T 97.3. If they lose, be Game 5 tomorrow. Let's go, Stroh's. Let's go. I'm I'm hoping for the All-Texas Series. So am I. It's going to be great. For entertainment purposes. I also think it'll happen. I think the Stroh's will take care of business tonight. Yep. Personally. Um, but fill in the blank. Here is a fill-in-the-blank question of the day, Jamie. The Texas Rangers will not only advance past the ALCS and be in the World World Series, the Texas Rangers will win the World Series if... Blank. Insert your answer here. Do I just get one? You just get one. You, this is what this is what's difficult about it because there's got to be a lot of things that happen, but just okay. got to be one. Um, if you continue to get really good starting pitching, and the reason I would say that is because uh, the reason you've been so good in the postseason is your starters, besides the one game, game one in Baltimore, have gone deep, mm-hmm. and. You know how you protect your bullpen? Mm-hmm. Keep them off the mound. <laughs> okay? So the more, the deeper your starters can go, better they can be. Mm-hmm. You know, you could look the other side of it and talk about, you know, scoring a bunch of runs to give your bullpen cushion, but I, I just, I feel like your starters have to go deep into games and keep the bullpen from having to use too many different guys or having them to go, you know, multiple innings. Mm-hmm. I'd have to agree with Jamie. Um, I, mean, I would you, too. Like, like you said, I mean, you could say we. You already won take to... versus take. You don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could say we have to get the bats going and stuff. But with this team, I don't think we really have to worry about that. Um, what we do have to worry about is our relievers coming in too soon. Uh, for example, last night, uh, Chapman threw eight straight balls, eight straight, Super and fun. walked two batters, had bases loaded. Um, if we if we have any chance of winning the World Series, we have to have our aces go far, and we have to limit the bullpen to specifically Chapman. We have to keep honestly, him honestly. in the bullpen. Well, he only did that because he knew he had the little clerk wall coming in behind him. A clerk wall, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, John Ben Jovi, you have a answer. <clears throat> I mean, I couldn't agree more with the two of y'all. 
it's the same concept with keeping your defense off the field in football. Just keep your pitchers off the mound, score runs, and you'll be in good shape. So give me the Rangers to win it all, just like you said, Clint. Can you take me higher? Captain Creed Aru right there coming what? into the hot Sorry, case. soul, was that? That was Captain Creed Aru. That was Sneed. That was Sneedle. I thought it was Hacks. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. But then at the very end, I'm like, no, that's Clint. I did not hear. Can you play that again? Can you take me higher? And now it hears me. Now you know it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you guys I could hear him. I could hear him rustling, reaching for his flag, <laughs> jostling his pocket. <laughs> um, you. I mean, you guys aren't wrong. I. I will say though. I mean, I, if if you continue to have a hot offense and you don't see the disappearance of that, that's what I, I look for because then you don't have to. Yeah. Worry about the bullpen as much. You're still going to be there, but I, I think. That's going to be there regardless. And your point is valid. If your offense is putting up big numbers, you can allow your starting pitching to go a little bit longer, mm-hmm. even if they're not right perfect. You know, because if, if they're it, getting the cushion, yeah, then you're saying, okay, let this guy stay in and let's not expose our already exposed bullpen. Mm-hmm. And again, it's going to take a multitude of things for you to go out and win a World Series, and I mean, just to continue the the playoff run you're on and get past the ALCS, but. To win the World Series, I think what I think about the Texas Rangers, like what you do best and when you look your best, it will always include my mouth offense first. Those will be my words. And so I don't Mm -hmm. think it is any different for me to go ahead and say cap off a World Series run. Let us know what you think on the Ace Florida Center chat line. You just get one. Just get one thing. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.